Hello and welcome to Argy's Poetry Pickle Jar, the only place where we pickle the poems you love. Each week, we invite a published poet to dissect a poem they truly love. We'll hear about why they love it and why you should love it too. And all this packed tightly into 15 minutes hosted by none other than me, Argy Manuel Pillay. This week, we are joined by another interesting and wonderful wordsmith. Her new pamphlet out on Calder Valley poetry is made up of poems unpicking her recent experience of brain surgery. It's accessible, interesting, and dare I say funny at times. But she doesn't just write for adults. She also has a collection for kids called Blast Off, which came out in 2017 from Smith Doorstop. This poet is great because she believes in poetry being accessible. She believes it reaching young audiences and older audiences. Um, and that really shows in all of the poems that she brings out. Uh, she's been in too many publications to mention. She's like me, a Gerbidov or mentee way back in 2010. And she's a big advocate for poetry in this country. So let's give a good poetry pickle jar welcome to Carol Bromley. Carol, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm looking forward to being well and truly pickled. Oh, great. Um, it's nice to have you here. Have you been reading a lot through 2020 and 2021 beginnings? I have. I've been reading and writing. Actually, lockdown was quite good for my writing. Oh, that's good. Because this has been really mixed across the board. Have you had a routine that you stick to or have you been... No. <laughs> it's very different each day. I just have days when I just get carried away and I just read and write and shout at anyone who attempts to open the door of my study. In terms of poetry books, can you recommend any poetry books that you think you've really had a good feeling towards? Uh, I really loved Rachel Long's book, um, My Darling from the Lions, and I really love Caroline Bird's book, The Air Year, uh, and I had them both before they were prize winners so uh yeah i recommend both of those i've got i've gone through that caroline bird ones i really like that did it win the forward in the end it did yes uh but i haven't got rachel long's book actually yet i don't know why i haven't done that if they if too many people have the book then i don't tend to get it because then i think oh too many people have read that it's old news so like you say um i had them before they were big that's how i am as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that's really good to know you brought in a uh, an interesting poem today. Why don't you read the poem first and then we'll talk it through. Yeah, um, I chose to bring um, Hugo Williams. I really love Hugo Williams's work and have done for a long time. Um, because, mainly because he is so accessible. He writes in such a clear and unusual way and uh, he's a kind of English Billy Collins really. So I'm going to read Dialysis Days, the title poem. For the first time in my life, I have a regular job to go to. Not a very good one, perhaps, but better than nothing, if you don't mind doing nothing for a living. Unpaid, of course, but the social worker says she can get me £50 a week attendance allowance if I'm lucky. They'll turn us down the first time we apply, but we'll get it on appeal. She was right. 
All I have to do is get myself to the workplace on time and roll up a blood-stained sleeve. I grab a sandwich at the Angel Pret, then take the little 214 down Pentonville to St Pancras Old Church Cemetery with its workhouse out of Oliver Twist. My job is holding out my hand to a machine, palm up like a beggar, and doing my best not to move. It's a leisurely life, to be sure, going somewhere, waiting there for four hours, then going home again with a headache. You wonder whether it's worth your while. By half time, you're praying for the squeal of the tea trolley coming round with its bonus of lemon-flavoured crushed ice. Now all you have to do is ask Yvette to open your biscuits for you. Thank you so much, Carol, for bringing this poem in. Uh, I find it really interesting because... Well, we've been having different types of poems, but this has a wry edge to it, uh, which finds sort of a new way of communicating illness. Um, a subject that's really interesting uh, because it's so varied, the amount of different ways that people talk about it. Uh, what is it that drew you so much to this poem? Well, when I was writing about my experience, which is now behind me, but I, I did have brain surgery almost three years ago. <coughs> and I found myself writing in hospital and I, wrote, I ended up with a pamphlet of poems. But when I first came out of hospital, I sent them to the Poetry Society to ask if someone would look at them and just let me know whether they were any good or whether they were rubbish. And um, Neil Rollinson suggested, I go back to Hugo Williams and I get hold of this pamphlet, so I did. Um, and I just think, um, I really admire the irony in it. I really admire the way he kind of stands back. There's no self-pity at all in any of the poems. They're very appealing because they, uh, he writes in a kind of confiding tone. So at the beginning, for the first time in my life, I have a regular job to go to. Uh, Hugo Williams came from a very famous theatrical family and I can, I can kind of hear maybe his mother or his wife saying, why don't you get a proper job? Why don't you get a regular job? Yeah, interesting. He was a poet. He is a poet. Uh, and also, he also, um, he's also a journalist and a travel writer, but mainly he's a poet. Uh, so at last he's got a job. Um, he's not a very good one, perhaps, but better than nothing, if you don't mind doing nothing for a living. And then he talks in such a glib, funny way about um, what must have been a humiliating experiencing experience of having to apply for benefit um and having to have a social worker at all and she said oh, i can get you 50 quid a week you know um and she says they'll turn us down the first time we apply but we'll get it on appeal she was right all i have to do is get myself to the workplace on time and rolled up blood tainted sleeve i looked last night at the poetry archive the, the section about hugo williams and he says Keep it simple and make it visual seems to be the best idea. That's great. It is great, isn't it? His poems are packed full of things you can see. They are highly visual and they are simply written, but he actually very rarely uses poetic imagery. So the only example of that in this poem is when he says, uh, my job is holding out my hand to a machine, palm up like a beggar. And I feel that's in the middle of the poem and that's like, just, that has so many con connotations, doesn't it? Your palm up like a beggar. Um, obviously he's been reduced to this dreadful situation and uh, begging, I mean, you can beg people to stop hurting you. You can, you can, um, you can 
you can beg the world to give you a kidney. You can, you can, and also you can beg for money, which he was reduced to doing, which must have been humiliating and difficult. And I think that's that's a wonderful and very yeah. powerful image. But it is the only one. The rest of it is really plainly written. But it is full of stuff. I love the thinginess of things in poems. I love the way uh, it's very real. I grab a sandwich at the Angel Pret, then take the little 214 down Pentonville to St Pancras Old Church Cemetery. It's all so real. It's really specific. The details in the whole poem are really specific, down to even the levered le lemon-flavoured crushed ice at the end, or the biscuits that he can't open himself. And that specificity really makes you feel a level of uh, sort of everydayness and mundanity to an action that is actually well it's considered to be more than mundane it is yes and i'm really interested that you honed in on the lemon flavored crushed ice because that really stands out doesn't it and the reason it stands out for us and for him is that if you're on dialysis you can at last just for a few hours drink what you want and if you're a kidney patient you are forbidden to drink so you're very very limited so terrible thirst is an awful thing and the one good bit of dialysis is looking forward to this lemon flavored crushed ice i mean that's quite a childish thing to be reduced to longing to do that and then he finishes with now all you have to do is ask your vet to open your biscuits for you which is funny but also it's one of many things that if you're really ill you have to you're reduced to asking other people to do mundane tasks for you. And that's quite humiliating and difficult. Yeah, you're a proud I see person. that. And I also see like um, you can have your normal life running, uh, but as soon as you become unwell, um, your daily life or your work becomes uh, the act of survival. Um, and in this poem, they really capture that. Um, especially on the lines going somewhere, waiting there for for four hours, then going home again with a headache. <laughs> it's like it's his job to go and do these things. It's amazing. Yeah, I think I think that's wonderful. I think I'm glad you picked out those lines because I was going to, and I think they're they kind of sum up what work can be like. You know, you go somewhere, you stay there for four hours, and then you go home with a headache. You know, but for him. <laughs> <laughs> that headache is really extreme and he's had a really unpleasant time but you know he makes out that all he's done is his leisurely life to be sure you know I don't have to do much I just lie there but you know we know that underneath that it's horrific and we feel really sorry for him even though he expresses not one ounce of self-pity throughout yeah that's true there is no pity at all throughout it because I suppose the difficulties of writing about uh, medical problems in your life is one trying to get people to relate to it uh, because if you haven't been through a certain thing it's it's harder to relate to but it's also harder to empathize with it um are there other poets that you read for inspiration or that you can think of that deal well with illness well yes i mean when i was trying to write about it it was just something that i needed to do in order to survive the experience really it gave me something to do i was in hospital for four weeks and so i spent most of it writing when i started to feel better and so i i researched you know who else who else is writing about illness and i didn't i absolutely gobbled up any book which was about illness and i didn't care what sort of illness it was it was i was just looking at the way people managed to do it so I really admired Hugo Williams. I really admire Andrew Wilson, mm -hmm. who writes about cancer. Max Ritvo, do you know that? Yes, I do, yeah. Oh, I love that collection. Um, and then recent ones are like 
there's William G who's out on Bad Betty who writes about some sort of um invisible disability i think or an illness of some sort abby palmer with sanatorium he's hopefully going to come on here as well what were some of the other people you could think of well the other people i was thinking of are um some of the people in these are the hands poems from the heart of the nhs from uh, from the angle of uh, doctors and nurses and other people who work in hospitals i found that a wonderful collection um, anthology edited by Deborah Alma and Katie Amiel and also I go in for the Hippocrates Prize every year you know the Hippocrates yeah. Prize for Poetry and Medicine and there are some wonderful doctors um, Denise Bundred has brought out a, uh, a wonderful pamphlet this year and she um, she won the Hippocrates Prize she writing about um, heart surgery on tiny infants so she's a pediatric heart surgeon and she writes beautifully about uh well not you know not her experience of the illness but she writes about the parents pain and she writes about the, the respect with which she treats this tiny little person and they're very, the poems are very very moving emma store who's a friend of mine this is gp in leeds um she writes beautifully about illness as well and she's been a prize winner in the hippocrates prize so uh, and Judith Wozniak, she writes beautifully about about illness as well. But it, it's it's not something people do a huge amount. I am looking forward to Michael Rosen's um, collection, which he's about to bring out this year, which is um, a collection of um, short prose poems about his experience of uh, being really ill with. Wow! Uh, and it's he he said it's interspersed with the nurse's notes about the various days as he came through it. And he said he had to write it, even though it was painful, he had to write it in order to make sense of the experience, in order to get it all back in order, because obviously when you've been on a ventilator, you can be quite confused and he's obviously got long COVID. And, um, but uh, so I'm looking forward to reading that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a kind of niche market, but one that I'm quite interested in really. Yeah, I mean, is that Michael Rosen book for children or adults? No, 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 it's for adults. The Hippocrates Prize, do they bring out a booklet that, that shows all the poems together? Yeah, they bring out an anthology every year, and they've actually just brought out a, a big anthology, which was launched last week, which is um, the first 10 years of the Hippocrates Prize, which I was in because I've been a prize winner too. And, um, you know, so, yeah, but every year... Uh, they bring out uh, an anthology of, of winning, winning and commended poems, and it's worth getting hold of. Carol, thanks very much for coming on the show, and we really enjoyed hearing about this poem. Thank you for asking me. Bye. Bye-bye. Dialysis Days by Hugo Williams For the first time in my life, I have a regular job to go to. Not a very good one, perhaps, but better than nothing if you don't mind doing nothing for a living. Unpaid, of course, but the social worker says she can get me £50 a week attendance allowance if I'm lucky. They'll turn us down the first time we apply, but we'll get it on appeal. She was right. All I have to do is get myself to the workplace on time and roll up a blood-stained sleeve. I grab a sandwich at the Angel Pret, then take the little 214 down Pentonville to St Pancras Old Church Cemetery with its workhouse out of Oliver Twist. My job is holding out my hand to a machine palm up like a beggar and doing my best not to move. It's a leisurely life to be sure, 
going somewhere, waiting there for four hours, then going home again with a headache. You wonder whether it's worth your while. By half time you're praying for the squeal of the tea trolley coming round with its bonus of lemon flavoured crushed ice. Now all you have to do is ask Yvette to open your biscuits for you. <laughs>